9 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Now you cut that fence and get this platoon on the move! Well, listen, you crummy, flat-footed copper. I'll show you whether I lost my nerve and my brains. Man, we like to feel that we can get out of trouble quicker than we got into it. I'm not fighting for anything anymore except myself. I'm the only cause I'm interested in. How's it going, everyone? This is TJ Martinell at tjmartinell.com. <coughs> Thank you for listening to the Mountain Pass podcast. The date is December 28th, 2021. I'm coming to you from my fortress Americana in the heart of Cascadia. Unfortunately, this episode is the final episode of the Mountain Pass podcast. And as you, some of you will have noted, I haven't podcasted in a while. And there's a variety of reasons why that is. I've just been moving into my new house. I've been dealing with the fact that there's just a lot of stuff that's old. And, you know, just today I've been dealing with frozen pipes on the outside of my house because my house has the washer and dryer in a uninsulated uh, sunroom that they put in there years ago. So I'm dealing with that. And I mean, that, that does offer one example, one reason I'm kind of stepping down from doing the podcast is because I was working with some relatives of mine who this is their expertise is dealing with houses and home repairs. So we're working on, you know, cutting off the section of the pipe that leads the water into the washer and dryer room and setting it with a water valve so that it can be done inside the basement. And when I found out that my pipes were frozen, I that just didn't occur to me because I have no real, <clears throat> I'd say, knowledge of plumbing and how this stuff works. But once they demonstrated it to me, it, it finally worked. So, you know, there are some days where I'm just going to be in my house looking around at stuff and trying to just understand how things work. It's kind of like trying to understand how your body works. And so that's stuff that's, that's preoccupying my mind. And I'm sure people would say, well, why don't you just podcast about that? Well, <clears throat> like a lot of changes I'm making in my life, there's not one reason. There is no one reason. When people make great changes in their life, there's usually never one reason. There's always a combination of reasons. There's usually 10, 12, 15, 20 different reasons. There's just the reason that makes you just decide that it's time. Now, of course, that's not what happened, you know, with last night or today when I'm coming back to a, a cold, cold freezing house from snowshoeing. Unfortunately, not with Reese. He's still in the central part of the state. I might be visiting him later this week. We'll see what happens. But this, what really one of the, one of the other main reasons I'm not podcasting as much is because I just don't want to be on the internet as much. And yes, I don't have to be on the internet all the time to be podcasting, but I think it's just the the internet presence. 
I'm not taking down my website. I'm not deleting my books or anything like that. I'm not even deleting necessarily my social media accounts. But I've been growing increasingly disillusioned with social media and the internet. And yes, I don't need SoundCloud for my podcasting. I discovered that I can upload my podcasts onto my own website. So I don't need another subscription from SoundCloud. I'm going to be discontinuing that next year. I will not be renewing it. It's more of just a life change of I don't want to have to get up and and talk about whatever. Because some of the stuff that I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about on a podcast. And so it just gives me one more thing that I have to do is come up with things that I want to discuss on a podcast. I think it's also... You know, I've done this for four years. This is going to mark my fourth anniversary when I started my first episode and in my bedroom because I didn't understand anything about sound audio control and filtering out noise. So I've come come somewhat of a long ways away from when I first started out and I wasn't really sure what to say on the podcast and wasn't really sure how to talk. And it was very uncomfortable for me talking to myself. And I think that that's another reason I'm not interested in podcasting this podcast anymore is because I don't really necessarily feel like I do well talking by myself. I don't know who my audience is. I can't gauge the reaction when I'm talking to them. I'm I'm not a good I'm not a good solo conversationalist. There's other people who do a much better job podcasting because for what it's not like I don't have like an inner voice or inner dialogue or or st- stuff like that. Or I'm not an NPC, but I also like to communicate with other people so that I hear their thoughts and then that allows me to either address what they're saying or something like that. Instead, it's just a monologue. It's it's like Hamlet just sitting in a room by himself, seemingly, uh, doing doing a soliloquy. Now, granted, everybody knows Hamlet's uh, monologues, but... I, it's almost like you're talking to an empty audience. That's kind of, that's how I feel when I'm doing podcasting and I say something, you know, there's people I'm sure who laugh at certain parts of it or who nod their head and say, yeah, this guy's totally got it. Like, wow, it's amazing that he is thinking just, because I've had people reach out to me and say, wow, like you're, I was thinking the same thing. Wasn't sure if anybody else was thinking it. So I'm glad that that has helped other people and maybe made you all feel like I don't have a cough, I don't have COVID and I'm not turning into an old man like Aaron Clary. He's got something lodged in my throat. Now, whether I'm going to start up another type of podcast, that may happen at some point. I think the other thing is the Mountain Pass podcast. This is one more reason. Like I said, there is no one reason. There are just reasons. One of the reasons was I feel like the Mountain Pass podcast ran its course. I was in the mountains. I was hanging out with Reese. We were going on expeditions. We were going on all these different adventures. We were. I was living in the mountains. Now I've moved out of the mountains and I'm living more towards civilization. There's just not as much that like that narrative is dead. And I think that this is in my opinion, one of the flaws with a lot of podcasts that I've listened to where they have a narrative and much of their 
branding is a narrative, but what happens when you reach the end of the narrative, not publicly, but amongst yourself? I mean, it has to be an endless journey. It has to be like Super Mario 64 when you don't have enough coins to go to Bowser's final you know, tower and you're just constantly running up the stairs again and again and again and again. When you, when you finally reach the end point, what do you do? I felt like I reached the end point of what I had to say in that context. There might be another podcast where there's very specific things that I talk about. I, who knows? I just know that this is the end of the Mountain Pass podcast. This is the final episode. But it also ties into a general overall disillusionment with, with the internet and social media. I'm not trying to sound like the old man in the room here, but I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of people I've talked to. And one of the things that confirmed that was I was talking to someone who's a few years younger than me. Not too much younger, but, you know, he's a younger millennial. And he is someone who the internet is a very important aspect of his branding for his business stuff. Like he posts stuff on social media, he posts stuff where, you know, that's how he, he does his marketing. And we were discussing kind of our overall dissatisfaction with the internet. And he said to me, you know, TJ, it would be great if the internet disappeared tomorrow. And this was not coming from someone who is like a, a, a retro, what do you call it, nostalgist? Uh, someone who, he, he's not the kind of person who's going to be obsessing over old stuff. And maybe not as much as me. There's some people who look backwards. I tend to not look backwards. I'm more of a, I try to look backwards and tr apply it to the future type person where I know we can't go back, but can we not incorporate stuff from the past into, the, into our future? Retro futurist, whatever, whatever word people want to use that, that helps them sleep and, and process information. But it was interesting to hear it from him and my guess is he's probably just as dissatisfied. And this is probably one of the reasons, ladies and gentlemen, is because the internet has allowed us to cope with, it's a, it's like a, what do you call it? It's a latch key. Like when you had with the original boomers, the first wave, I, I there's two waves of boomers in my opinion. I don't know if I've discussed it on this podcast, but there were two waves of boomers. The first wave of boomers were latch key parents where the kids would they'd be constantly gone and the kid would just have the latch key to open the door and basically be by himself so it was a way for them to deal with the fact that mom and dad were not around the house or or <clears throat> i'm trying to think of another analogy to describe what the internet is it's a way of compensating us for what's been taken away or it's allowed people to avoid some of the fallouts of our society which is social isolation You know, if you're feeling lonely and you're all by yourself, you can just get on your phone. You don't have to leave in your living room and you can spend the whole night interacting with people online. But I can tell you this, guys, I've done a lot of interacting online. I've played games online. I've done all this stuff online. I'm, you're never going to remember that time you spent interacting with someone on Twitter the way you'll, the way I remember interacting with someone on a on a you know in December 
like this one time, my buddies and I, we were at a hotel in Leavenworth, the Bavarian town, not the prison, the Bavarian tourist town that I used to uh, live outside of, where we spent the whole night on a New Year's Eve playing a card game. It was a spaghetti western themed card game called Bang that you can look it up. Um, it's a really fun game. That, like, I remember that. I'm probably going to remember that that night for the rest of my life because it was so fun. We were sitting there. Uh, we were not 21 yet. We were all in, I think, high school or something. But we were throwing back, uh, you know, sodas or whatever. And we were just playing and having a good time. And then, you know, there was the one year when our, the power went out. So I went over to a buddy's place and we had the fireplace going and we were playing Settlers of Catan and we were just having a great time. And I left at like 2.30 in the morning. And because the snow was... The snowfall was the way it was. My entire path back home was lit up like it was day. I took a photo on one of my old phones that's broken now, and I'm hoping to try and find a way to get the photos off of it. But like, I remember that. That is a memory that I cherish a lot. And because you're sitting there, there's <coughs> social media, digital interaction cannot compensate for hanging out with someone where the house is you know dark and cold except for you're huddled near the fireplace playing a board game and having a good time and 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 interacting with people and playing video games with or playing games with them online does not substitute hanging out with people in real life it just isn't the digital is a is a substitute but an inferior substitute for the physical but it's e this is the kicker. It's easier. It is easier to interact with people online than it is to go find people to interact with socially in the real life. And I think that for a lot of people, that's their compensation for the lack of meaningful social relationships in real life. And there's people I've met online who have become good friends. But unfortunately, here's just reality is that a person that you know fairly well or kind of well enough to be, be a drinking buddy or play games together, that relationship is going to provide something that an online relationship will never provide. Because the internet creates a false sense of intimacy and commonality. And this gets into another point that I've observed. People spend a lot of time interacting with people online that they may agree on on stuff, but that doesn't mean that they would get along in real life. You're not interacting with them using certain social skills. You're interacting with them based on your common beliefs on certain things that have nothing to do with your personalities. And this is where I see people where they they get confused because they're like, well, wait a minute, we agree with on this, then we should be able to hang out and be friends. No, that that's <laughs> I th think about growing up for those of you who are are old enough to remember. How many of your buddies that you hung out with did you you, you got you hung out with them because you got along? And that really, how much of that had to do with your religion or your politics? I understand you had to have some core common values on stuff like that. You couldn't diverge too far because it would be a source of tension and conflict. But how many times did you actually hang out with someone where you thought like that was a big, that was the basis for your relationship? No, it was like, is this guy fun to be around? Is he funny? Is he witty? It, does he take himself not too seriously? Is he, um, does he know how to, like, 
respond and engage in, in banter and uh, you know does he does he show up on time is he does can he commit to like all these basic things that allow you to interact and have meaningful relationships in real life you don't have to have any of those to interact with people online the moment you don't want to interact with them you can just delete your account and there's no consequences You know what happens when <clears throat> what what happens when like your buddies in real life couldn't be canceled by social media and if you and if some of you who are skeptical uh, skeptical of this think of somebody that you interact with online and you want to be friends with them in real life so ask them for their exchange phone numbers exchange emails if they do it are they anonymous or are they a real per person? And I'm not blaming them if they don't want to share personal information or any kind of personal contact info because they don't know you. You may have spent years talking to these people. They don't know you because you, you're not developing intimacy with people online. All you're doing is sharing information that you want to be available. And this goes into another point. When you hang out with people in real life, you see them for what they truly are. When you've hung out with a guy, when you've, when you've gone on, I, this is why, one of the losses of like Boy Scouts and and all these other organizations is that this is when you get to know who tr people truly are. When you're going through hardship, when you're going through a challenge, when you're going through a difficulty, you see who people truly are. The internet allows them to mask that stuff. You can't mask it in real life. You either are or you aren't. You know, if you're on an igloo outing, like I was in Boy Scouts, and you have to build an igloo, is that guy going to be reliable and dependable? Is he going to do his, you know, put his share in? Or is he going to be sitting over there twiddling his thumbs or just complaining about stuff? Or you're on a camp out or you're doing some sort of activity together where you've got to collaborate. Are they good at collaborating? Because it's great if you agree with someone on stuff, but if they can't agree, if they can't handle someone else being in control for five seconds, then you got probably a problem. So the the podcast, me not doing the podcast anymore, really is not. It's part of a, a holistic, uh, I guess, approach to, or, or part of, it. <laughs> it is part of a holistic, I guess, development I've been having where I'm going to be downplaying and de-emphasizing the internet in my life and the online and the digital. I mean, I'm I'm half torn over whether I should exchange my smartphone for a flip phone and just go back to that. But I now let, I'll be honest. I'll be, I will be honest with you, my dear listeners who've followed me through all these potentially weeks, months, or years. That may, part of the flaw of that may be me wanting to go back to a time when that wasn't the case. And here's the kicker. Everybody else might not, everybody else is certainly not doing it. The vast majority of people are probably not doing it. 
So it's not like I'm walking out into a world where everybody else was and it was just me inside some sort of simulation or, or, or false reality. You unplug from the matrix to use the analogy and you might find very few people. You'll probably find a lot of older people, but you're not gonna, this is the challenge for young, you know, for kids. I don't envy parents who have to deal with the internet with their kids because on one hand, it's not good. For, like giving the kid a cell phone or, or, or the internet access is almost worse than giving them a submachine gun in some contexts. On the other hand, if you don't let them interact online, that's where all the other kids are. Your best bet is finding someone who, you know, finding fellow family members or, or sorry, fellow families that share your values and forming some sort of a community. If you, if you want a relationship to be meaningful, you gotta make it personal and physical and present. You know, texting is a way to maintain communication with someone, but at some point you hang out with them. And that's one thing I'm probably gonna be really be doing with people is just not communicating online. Like if, if, if you wanna talk about something, let's talk on the phone or meet in person. If distance is an issue, then let's hold it for when we actually go hang out again. And we can go do something together, not just sit and talk. I think that the way things are designed now, it allows for us to have a lot of emotions, high emotions, but not high action. Meaning we can sit there on social media and vent all we want. Is that actually doing something meaningful? Is that bringing about change? We can be on the internet and talk about stuff till we're red in the face. Is it actually causing us to do something? Is it, is it create, is it leading to collaboration and leading to partnerships and alliances and networking in ways that are effective? And I'm not saying I'm, I'm not at fault in some ways over not doing this when I could have or doing it when I shouldn't have. I don't know. I mean, this is another thing. This has nothing to do with the podcasting part, but it's just where I started thinking about this stuff where how much I, re I rely on my phone. I need my phone to get a hold of people. I need my phone to get directions to places. I mean, if I lost my... This is, this is kind of a thought experiment I had the other day when my phone service was out. I, go to the, I was thinking, okay, without my phone, I have no idea what anybody's number is for the most part, except for people pre smartphone where I had to actually dial the phone. And then there's the texting part, you know, you can't text somebody and then, you know, navigation, like I'm used to using Google maps to being able to, you know, if I need to get to a place, I can just type that in and it'll show me exactly where to go. Now, is, it, is that a good thing? I understand it's convenient. I understand it's effective. I understand it makes it easier to do stuff. But is that is that good? Is having all this stuff electronically stored good? 
I don't necessarily have an answer, and I don't know if there there certainly isn't an easy answer to that. I mean, it would be great if there was some sort of program where you could download it, and then it would it would uh, go through all your personal phone contacts and create it into some sort of a printable file that you could keep, where it would keep track of all. It, essentially, you could print out in physical form all the phone numbers that you have, and then you could use that. So if you lost your phone, now people say, well, store it on cloud, store it with your Google computer. Great, what happens when Google disables your email? I'm not saying, for the average person, that's probably not gonna be a big deal. What happens if you can't access your Google account either? This is all just, uh, these are things that I'm just, it, it, they're mind, they're thought experiments. They're me just thinking about Things that I think where we've gone in a bad direction. I did a podcast, the retro podcast, where I was talking about, for example, home videos, where, I mean, my family hasn't done home videos in years. And there's a variety of reasons for that, but it also means that a lot of Christmases just aren't being recorded. They're not being filmed. And that's something that, you know, I would do differently if I were, you know, if I were the running my own family Christmas thing, I would be saying, look, we're going to get an old camcorder or, or home video, whatever. It's going to use a VHS. Um, and we're, this is stuff that's not going to be online. So people don't have to worry about, I, I, it's almost like families need to start saying a policy on that. You know, some families say don't smoke in the house. Well, you know, say no social media in the house, no cell phones in the house. There's, there's not going to be any recording or any kind of stuff that's going to go online. The only thing that's being recorded in this house at this time is the uh, family camcorder. I, most people are never going to do that. I get that. I'm saying that, and this isn't me just trying to have a novel thing. It's just, don't you want to just watch something or have something that you know isn't out there somewhere on the in, in the internet? I mean, this is sometimes why I enjoy working on my old laptop. It's, uh, you know, back from 2006, you know, the first laptop I ever got, which still functions. One of the reasons I love it is because I know when I'm on it, the internet doesn't work, so and nobody's tracking me. I have no idea what's going on with my laptop. You know, my dream one day is to build a computer where it just doesn't have internet access. You know, you could you use software or something like that, but it's just, it's completely offline. So if I want to go work on stuff, I, I, <coughs> like I, going back to what I was saying, th there's not one reason why I'm, th this has nothing directly to do with the podcast going out. It's just, I've run out of things to say. The narrative has ended. I might do another podcast in the future on something else. And it was also just one more thing I needed to do when I was trying to do it on a weekly basis. And I just didn't have the energy to do it. And there's some days I just wasn't in the mood to sit there and talk to myself for a half hour. And then I got to go upload it and got to do all this other stuff that is just, it's time consuming. And I, it was like with a lot of hiking, I've done a ton of hiking, so I don't have as much of an urge to go out and hike as I used to then. But that was back when there was tons of places I'd never hiked or tons of places to go. I've, I've been slowly whittling away at what I'm technically capable of doing. There's others that I could do, but it's just a little bit more dangerous.
But at this point, I'm more interested in learning how to, you know, reroute my water supply so that I can install my washer and dryer downstairs, learning how to put vinyl on the flooring so that I can, you know, renovate the basement and turn it into a living space if I wanted to sell the house, if nothing else to sell the house, um, you know, learn more about investments. I, <clears throat> I guess this gets into one of the other reasons is I'm, I'm approaching a age where thing, certain things are going to have to happen or they're not going to happen. As, and especially in my state, we're just, there's all these different things going around and I have goals that I want to achieve and, and certain ambitions that I want. And I have to really concentrate on that and thinking about what I'm going to say in a podcast is just not a priority anymore. Enough to justify continuing the podcast if the narrative hadn't changed. Because I made the move. I'm not there anymore. It's not the Mountain Pass podcast. It's the something else podcast if I was going to keep doing it. And I would have to go get another graphic art design. And I'm just, I, not money I'm interested in investing at this point. But I think that that's the way it is with most podcasts. You just, you, you have your narrative and it ends its course and then it's time to move on to something else. And I think that that's the danger with a lot of people is that they become a victim of their own perpetual narrative where I, they, they don't, or and not even that, but like just their, the angle of their blog or their website or the, 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 like the way that they brand themselves. You know, what happens when you get older and you just, your priorities change and you're just not interested in that stuff anymore? And you want to move on to something else, but that's your bread and butter. That's your that's how you're you know you're selling your uh, your music, how you're selling your books, how you're selling your whatever it is you're selling. You have a shtick, and the shtick doesn't stick around. You know, it's easier for me because my podcast never. You know, wasn't uh, wasn't drawing millions of people. It wasn't Joe Rogan, and it wasn't making me tons of money. So, you know, maybe that just makes it easier because there's no loss with doing it, other than you know, amusing my dear listeners, and maybe providing that one voice of reason or sanity or confirming to someone that they they weren't saying that other people were thinking it. I don't know. And like I said, I'm not saying that my podcast, um, my podcasting days permanently are over. Just I've, I've run out of things to say within the context of this podcast. That day may change. So <clears throat> to do some housekeeping, if you haven't looked at any of my books, um, you can go to tjmartinell.com. There will be links to almost all my books on the right-hand side that you can uh, click on and then buy the books. For all of my self-published books, if you buy the Kindle, if you buy the physical version, you get the, the Kindle version for free. So recommend you do that. That way you have two copies as back, you have one copy as a backup. Um, you have, I could go through all of them, um, but you'll just have to go through them and, and read them and figure out which ones you want to read. 
Then there's uh, two that I have published through Terror House Press that are on sale actually right now for 25% off at terrorhousepress.com. There is the Pilgrim's Digress, which is a post-utopian uh, novella. And then there is The Legend of Frenya, that my most recent one, that one. If you like The Legend of Zelda, you'll like that book. And I got my newsletter that I have, and that just keeps updates on stuff. Like if there's something big that's going on or... You know, I'm working on something. I don't, I'm not constantly spamming you, telling you to buy my books. Hit that like button. <clears throat> Speaking of which, I'll actually end on this note. This is my one of my other reasons I'm moving away from the internet. It's almost as if this is not a lament or whatever word people want to use. It's an observation. Today's internet era and social media, the advantage goes to the melodramatic, to the drama queens, to the over-the-top animated people. And if you are a masculine man who's trying to maintain your dignity, you are not going to do well online. Unless you get into some really specific niche, I mean, to somebody tell me how many men, there are some men, and I, there's one guy, I can't remember his name, he was a Bjorn something, he's from, uh, he's Norwegian, and he does good podcasts, I enjoy listening to him, listening to him. He's, he's popular enough, so he's an exception to the role, but look at like on TikTok, which is now the most popular website in the world. Uh, how many men do you see, like that have the kind of gravitas? Humphrey Bogart, Frank, uh, you know, maybe not Frank Sinatra, but like one of the old type actors, or Sean Connery. And look at some of the popular, you know, social media people. It's all people who are really sent in, in Twitter in general. Like it's all geared toward generating outrage and gossip and getting you know what whatever it is you know one of the things about a man that you know one would hope as a man to strive for is just not not get letting things upset you and just being cool and collected about stuff but instead it's like you got to be you got to find every little thing to be outraged about to keep people interested in what you have to say And so that's another reason why I'm just like, I, there is no future for a man like me in the social media business. And if there is, I don't know how to navigate it. And I'm not, I'm too, I'm, <laughs> I know I don't sound old, but I'm too old, I feel, at this point to really learn this stuff. And just not interested. What the future holds, I don't know. I'm not trying to anticipate what things are going to be like. I just know that the, it, it's a future where men like me are, my thought is stay offline as much as possible and not use it as a way of avoiding 
the just, you know, difficulties of finding meaningful relationships and friendships in the real world today. And depending on your where you live, that may that may be easier than than other places. So I hope you enjoyed listening to the Mountain Pass podcast over the years. Everyone, I'm I'm hoping that it brought you some amusement. And maybe one day I will come back on with uh, new branding and a, a different different narrative, something that's reflective of, of where I'm at. But for now, this is the end, my friend. This is your host, TJ Martinell, coming to you for the last time from my fortress in, outside the heart of Cascadia. Signing off.